Hey there, before we get started, we want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Kuhau Podcast. We hope it encourages you and draws you closer to Jesus as you listen. Let's get excited for this message and let's get ready to hear from God. We are going to start with our scripture. I'm reading out of the NIV version and I am reading John 3.16. I think we're all familiar with that. But if you have your actual Bibles, I left mine home. (laughs) But if you have your actual Bibles, please turn to that now. And if you have your phones, that's fine. And then we have this. So, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Come on, guys. I, I need to hear from you guys. If there is someone that needs to hear from you, it's me. The silence is just way too much for me. Uh, The title for my message today is Jesus is Love. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Again, Lord, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity that you have given me to share your word. I truly believe that this is a word that you have deposited in my heart to speak to your people, God. And I just want to say thank you for the people that are around me that have helped me in this, in this time of writing, of writing my, my preaching, of writing my sermon. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. But I just want to, I'm sorry, I just have, I have Yvette in my head. You know, this, you would think, I don't know, this is in my mind, you would think if you're here preaching, uh, you know, it just gets easier and easier. And this is my third time, and I find that it was not easier. I find that this time was actually the most difficult time. And um, I was speaking to Yvette, and uh, give it up for the worship team, because they were amazing. In speaking to Yvette, she's like, you know, Pastor Lee, and I, I love her so much. She's like, and she, she shares her heart with me. And she's like, you know, Pastor Lee, I believe that if you haven't received your word yet, it's because he's not ready to give it to you yet. She said, God is a God that's on time. What does that mean? He is never late. He is never late. And I didn't get to share with you the testimony in, in that. But I just want to say thank you for sharing that with me. So, Lord, thank you, Jesus. And let's get started, guys. I have a question for you all. All right. Um, How many here are familiar with the book, The Five Love Languages, written by Gary Chapman? Okay. For those who are not familiar with the book, it's a book on how to express heartfelt commitment to your mate. That's from Google. (laughs) So I felt like I needed to say it that way. (laughs) And it's the book that outlines five general ways that partners express and experience love. So we have words of affirmation, which is Pastor O. You tell him he's handsome, forget about it. (laughs) You are handsome. (laughs) There's quality time. That's me. Yep, spend some time with me. There is giving gifts. 
that <laughs> that is definitely you. <laughs> There's acts of service. Do we have any acts of service? <laughs> and physical touch and touch me some more. That's me. <laughs> but this is a great book, an amazing book, and it actually has helped our marriage. It just helped us in learning how to love each other in the love language that we are. But I want to tell you guys here today that there is a forgotten love language. Yeah, yeah, there is a forgotten love language, a very important love language, a language, a, a universal love language that can bring people together, a love language that can make you sing, a love language that speaks louder than words. And come on, what is that love language? It's food. <laughs> we all got super spiritual. I wasn't expecting you to say that. Only me, only me, Lord. <laughs> it's food. It is the sixth love language that is forgotten. I love food. Food. Those who know me know I love food. I am serious about my food, but I am excited because Dyron is currently working. He's writing part two <laughs> of the Love Language book, and he has two titles that he's been working on. Can we put them up right now? <laughs> we have The Lost Love Language, How to Show Your Spouse Love Through a Bowl of Rice. <laughs> My and then we have the forgotten love language how to get a baddie's heart through a food truck <laughs> oh my god thank you Zach for those titles <laughs> my love for food is serious guys I kid you not, it doesn't matter the time of day. I know you've heard Ro share some stories about my 2 a.m. cravings. <laughs> uh, I just really take food serious. And it doesn't matter what kind of mood I'm in. If How many people get hangry? I used to get hangry, now I just shut down. When I'm <laughs> now, if I'm hungry, I just shut down. I don't say anything, but mood can change your mood. Food can change your mood real quick, and it can bring out all sorts of emotions. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm thinking about a cheeseburger right now. <laughs> oh my God, all our new people are going to be like, well, the pastor, she was like talking about cheeseburgers. <laughs> but can you, like, when I think of a cheeseburger, I'm sorry, I'm going to go in details with this. When I think of a cheeseburger, <laughs> exactly, I'm making y'all hungry right now. <laughs> you know, one of them cheeseburgers, when you take that first bite into a cheeseburger, when it's greasy and it just, you know, and it has the lettuce, tomato, and the onion. I feel like I'm the only one here. Come on, where are my foodies at? Exactly. Anthony is a foodie. And don't you dare, don't you dare go in my plate. No, no, no. <laughs> the 
disrespectful. Exactly. You are not take. You gotta ask me. <laughs> you cannot go in my plate and take that first piece of fry. You can't even go in my plate and take that last bite. You know that last bite. You wanna just savor last bite. <laughs> but I'm telling you now, guys, that my love for food is serious. But when I say love, that I love food, I think about that word. Now let's get into some Jesus. <laughs> I think about that word and how loosely, how loosely we use the word love. In our culture, we can use the love, the word love for anything. I love chocolate. And you can say it in different ways. Oh yeah, I've even heard May. Yeah, I love her. You know, <laughs> she's talking about her daughter. <laughs> that just came right now, May. I get you now. <laughs> <laughs> and it could mean all different things. Oh, I love that hairstyle. I love, I love my pet. And it can mean all different things. And Ro, Ro's one, he'll, he'll throw it around here and there. You know, you give him some great customer service. I know some people here in front of me <laughs> that love some great customer service. He could be on the phone with someone, giving him great customer service, or just even in person. The minute we drive away, or the minute he hangs up the phone, he's like, oh, I love her. I'm like, really? <laughs> Just for customer service. <laughs> and we use the word love loosely all the time. All the time. But when I read about this love in John 3.16, this real love, this real love, it pales in comparison to what our version of love is. And I thank the Lord that he has depicted for us the meaning of love through his word over and over again. His love is far more perfect than any earthly love. And you may think, like when I hear that, it's like, because I have, I have children and the way I love my children is, um, like these are my babies, these are my babies. And to hear that his love is far more perfect than any earthly love. Like the, the love that my children give me satisfy me. The love that my, my children give me, it, it fills me up. When I walk into a room, when, you, when I come home from work, I don't, I have keys. I have them in my hand, but I will not open that door. I will ring the bell and wait for all of them to come to the front. <laughs> So they can greet me and they can show me love because it, it, it is fulfilling. But his love, his love pales in comparison to that. And when I look back at the text at 3.16, it says, John 3.16, it says, for God so, for God so loved the world. What does that mean that he so loved? He's so loved. And I don't know if you know, like when you're reading your Bible, pay attention to those commas, pay attention to those periods, pay attention, pay attention to those two letter words, so, pay attention to the three letter words, and, because it makes all the difference in the world. This could have said, God loved the world, that he gave his one and only son, but it doesn't. It says, for God so loved the world 
He so loved the world. And this two-letter word is there, and it's important. It's there for a reason. And that just tells me that he loved the world so much, so meaning to such a great extent. We use so all the time. But when you look up the, the definitions of these little words, it's impactful. And the definition of so is to such a great extent. So this is saying that God loved us so much that he gave his one and only son. He gave his one and only son. He didn't have sons to choose from. He had one and only son. And that's the one he chose to give us. That is the one he chose to give us. And then it says God so loved the world. The world. And I'm like, the world, Lord? Right. The world? You know what this world is made up of? And I'm like, the world? You mean a world that may reject him, but he's going to so love you? A world that some will end up hating him, but he's going to so love them? A world where some would rebel against him, and he's going to so love them? A world where some may take advantage of this love, and he's going to so love them? He's going to so love him? love them that much that he would give his one and only son God so loved the world that whoever whoever like if you just break this apart this scripture apart like everything in this when when the Lord I was gonna go with another direction honestly I was like you know oh I had re I had been reading Luke I had been reading about um when Jesus went into the boat and Jesus says to them um, to, to pull out, you know, take out their net. And they say to Jesus, uh, we, we've done that. We've toiled all night. We've toiled all night, Lord, uh, God, and, um, and nothing. We caught nothing. And Jesus says to put out their net. And they do. And then it's just filled. It's just filled. And he says, at your word, I will do it. And so that, that right there was like, you know what? That's where I'm going to go. Jesus is my provider. But not just provider in finances, because Jesus has been my provider in, in so many things. When I've been feeling down, he's provided me with so much more than just finances. And he is my everything. But as I continue to pray, the Lord said, no, this is the route we're going. So I'm like, all right, God. All right. This is a very known scripture for God so loved the world. And so when I was picking it apart, honestly, and I see this word, whosoever, whoever, it says whoever. Not only did he so love us, but the invitation is for whoever. The invitation is for whoever. And everyone, everyone is invited to believe in this love. Everyone is invited to believe in this love. The person that you think is the most ratchet, wretched, whatever, that person also is invited. You know, we, we, think, of, we think of people who are murderers and, and we think of child molesters. Guess what? I was molested as a child. I've shared that before. I was molested as a child. And guess what? My molester... The one, not my, the one who molested me, he, he is invited into this love. He is invited into this love. 
is invited to believe in this love. And my love, my love for you guys, my love is different, you know, right? It pales in comparison. I love, and I love hard. I, I think I just love hard, right, honey? I love hard. <laughs> but my love is different. I can't, I can't, I can't love you like Jesus does, right? But when we read his scripture and we, we learn about his love and we learn about uh, his forgiveness and this grace, it's like, oh, I can. I can love you. Yeah, you hurt me. Guess what? God got the victory. God got the victory with the person that molested me. I got to see that person. I, there was forgiveness that took place there. Exactly. Amen. Yes. Clap that up for that. Yes. <laughs> but my love is different. And I love you guys. And, 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 and I love you guys. But I don't know that I would be able to give one of my children. I don't know that I would be able to give up my husband. I don't know that I would be able to give up anyone that I love. I don't know that I would be able to do that. I don't, because my love is just different. And here God not only gives us his one and only son for whoever, it goes even deeper. His love goes even deeper. And let's read, it says Romans 5, 8. I'm reading from the NLT version. God so loved the world, I'm sorry, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. God so loved the world that he gave his only son while we were still sinners. This is no ordinary love. This is no ordinary love. This is a so love the world kind of love. That's what this is. And what I want to do today is just share with you this unique love. And just talk to you about this unique love. And last week, Pastor Ro, he shared with us... Um, a scripture. I'm trying to think of your, you said Jesus is close. Jesus is close. He shared with us, Jesus is closer than what we think. And in that he shared um, about the woman caught in adultery in John 8, the scripture in John 8. And this woman, she is sleeping with another person's husband and she's brought to the temple and she's brought to the feet of Jesus. She was caught in the very act, in the very act of. Can you imagine how humiliating that was? Have you guys ever been caught in the act of something, caught stealing? No? <laughs> but if you're ever caught in the act of something, there's usually shame and embarrassment, you know? And here this woman is, caught in the very act. And like Ro, Pastor Rose said before, well, last week, they probably dragged her from her hair because they're disgusted with her. And they brought her, they bring her to the feet of Jesus. And they're like, here. They just place her at, place him at, place her at his feet. And they say to Jesus, and I have to read this, it says, in the law, Moses commanded us 
to stone such women. Now what do you say? So it's like to test him. My daddy is amazing. My daddy is amazing. And the scripture goes on to say that Jesus says to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Let any one of you, and that's how I read it. Let any one of you, that's right. Any one of her accusers, if you are without sin, throw the first stone at her. And one by one, one by one, they began to drop their stones. I wish I had stones up here right now just to show you. says to her, Jesus says to her, my goodness, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. He didn't give her a list of things like, all right, I'm here now. This is what you're going to do. He didn't say that to her. He didn't say, you have to help yourself for me to help you. He didn't say that to her. He didn't say, here's A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No. He didn't say that at all. At all. And I'm getting emotional, but Lord, thank you. Have your way. Jesus just shows her mercy. He shows her mercy at her worst. He shows her grace at her worst. It was in that moment of shame, in that moment of whatever embarrassment, in that moment of whatever she was feeling, that he just extends his love, his great love to her. And he says to her, go and sin no more. I, I do not condemn you. Go and sin, sin no more. Which brings me to my first point. Jesus loves us at our worst. You can write that down. I got points to <laughs> and um, when I when I was and you know what guys there's so many so many stories in the Bible that I could have pulled from but this one I, I just thought if I just thought it was so appropriate for sharing about God's love about Jesus love sharing how how much Jesus loves you because she was caught in the act that kind of like changes everything, you know? And so that's why I thought to share it. And there's been moments in my life where I've been at my worst. And I've had these moments in my life while serving Jesus. I've had these moments in my life while I wasn't serving Jesus. I've felt unloved. I've felt guilt. I have felt shame in my life. I have felt ugly in my life I've felt my inner core ugly you ever been there where you just feel so ugly and it reminded me as I was writing this sermon it reminded me specifically of this one season in my life where I felt so ugly I, I would avoid mirrors at all costs. 
I would not, I hated, and I know hate is a strong word, but I hated looking in the mirror. I could not stand. I could not stand to look at my reflection. I could not stand to look into those eyes because I can see the truth. I knew behind the smile. I knew the ugly truth of who I was behind the smile. I saw beyond the, the appearance. I saw beyond it all. And I saw the ugly truth of who I was. And, and it just, I would not look at myself in the mirror. And I've made decisions in my life where you know, I got to protect me. I got to protect me. So I'm going to do what I got to do to protect me. I'm going to do what I have to do to protect me. Because I'm not going to hurt. I'm not going to get hurt. I am not going to allow myself to get hurt. So I made sure that I played the game that I would be two steps ahead of you. Because mm -hmm, you're not going to get me. No way. You're not going to get me. I lived in a world that was hurt or be hurt, and I wasn't going to be the one that was going to get hurt. And I did a lot, a lot of hurting. I did a lot of hurting. I've done a lot of hurting in my life. I've hurt so many people, intentionally, unintentionally. And I thank God that every time, looking back, I'm just like in awe of Jesus, in awe of his love, in awe of how much he loved me in those seasons, because he always reminded me of how much he loved me. He always reminded me. Always reminded me. He would send people my way. He would send people my way, and it would be so random, but he would let me know that he loved me. And he would let me know that I mattered to him. And he would let me know that I was fearfully and wonderfully made. And he would let me know that I was not defined by my mistakes. He would let me know that I was not defined by my intentional mistakes. He would let me know that I was not defined by that, but that he loved me. And it's, in, it, it, it's been in moments of shame and guilt where I've had the most difficult time accepting his love. It's been in those moments where I've had the most difficult time accepting his grace. You know what that is? To feel shame. To feel guilt. And then to hear that Jesus loves me still. That he loves me still in that shame. That he loves me still in the very act. That was the most difficult thing to accept. That he could love someone like me. That he could love someone like me. I could not comprehend this love. And I could not comprehend this grace. But accepting his love and accepting his grace has changed my life 
immensely. It's changed my life forever. It's changed me in such a way. When I pray, I pray, Lord, allow me to see them the way you do. Allow me to love them the way you do. Because my own self, I'm not able to. But with your grace and your love, Jesus, I am able to. And every time he reminded me of how much he loved me, there was nothing. There was nothing I did, guys. Do you understand? There was nothing that I did and he loved me still. We do not need to do anything for this love. There is nothing that we need to do. And I need to reiterate that. There is nothing, nothing that we need to do for this love. His love and grace is not something we earn. It is not something we earn. It has been given to us. Here is this free gift that I give you. Here, here's this love. Here's this love. Here's this love that I give you. Here's this forgiveness. Here's this grace. Here it is. Here it is. And every time that I was receiving it, every time it was like, wait, Lord, no, no, this is I cannot. How do I accept this? I don't even know how to accept this. How do I go about accepting this? Well, I just did this. Now do I just accept your love and just skip along? No, no. It just... His love leads us to repentance. His goodness leads us to repentance. And every time I was just reminded about how much he loved me, it just changed everything. It didn't necessarily stop what I was doing. I didn't necessarily stop in that very moment. Because sometimes we just continue. Sometimes we continue to step on our vomit. Sometimes we continue to pick up that stuff that we vomit. And I was one of those. I'd spit it out and then just pick it right back up again. And he loved me still. love and grace and again I had I did nothing I didn't have to do a thing to receive this to be given this and if you think you do have to fix yourself I want to let you guys know today that you are sadly mistaken because you don't Ephesians 2 8 I didn't give this to you Bishop but it says in the passion translation for by grace you have been saved. Nothing you did could ever earn this salvation. 
for it was the love gift from God that brought us to Christ. Jesus loves us at our worst. <laughs> and here's where I'd like to bring you my second point. And we could read this in 1 John 4:19, where it says, We love him because he first loved us. Jesus loves us first, which is my second point. Jesus loves us first. I could not have been able to overcome the shame and guilt. I could not have been able to overcome this ugliness that I was feeling if it wasn't for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus choosing to love me first, if it wasn't for him taking the initiative, if it wasn't for him taking the first step, I could not have done it. Him making true love possible. If it wasn't for his unconditional agape love, if it wasn't for that, I don't know where I would be, and honestly, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And this book, Jesus Is, you fill in the blank, this book is so good. This book was written by Pastor Judah Smith, and there's a quote in the book that I want to share with you guys. And it says, God will never love us more than he does right now. He will never accept us more than he does right now. Yes. And I want that to sink in right now. Read it on your own, please. We're gonna let that one sink in. Read it to yourself. Now let's read it together. God will never love us more than he does right now. He will never accept us more than he does right now. That's just half the room. Let's hear the entire room. I need this right here to sink in. I need this right here to sink in. Let's say it again. God will never love us more than he does right now. He will never accept us more than he does right now. Now we're going to make this more personal. Okay? And we're going to replace the us for me. God will never love me more than he does right now. He will never accept me more than he does right now. And I want to hear the entire room again. Because sometimes it takes repeating something a few times for you to get believing it. And I need this to stink, sink in. <laughs> I need it to sink in. That God will never love me more than he does right now. He will never accept me more than he does right now. 
Spanish people, that means ahora, en este momento. Right now, presently, Jesus is saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. And there is no amount of shame, no amount of guilt. There is nothing that can make me love you less. I love you. Even in your pain, I love you. Even in your guilt, I love you. Even in your shame, I love you. I love you. Jesus is saying, I love you. Even in your questioning, Jesus is saying, I love you. You are my priority. This book is so good. And another quote that really impacted my life, it was, it's not about how much we love God. It's about how much he loves us. It's about how much he loves us. That truth right there, that truth will change the way you pray. That right there will change the way you speak. It's his own love for us that motivates him. And this has been an incredible series, guys. Jesus is, and you fill in the blanks, and I'm sure that we are all in different seasons in our lives, and I'm sure that some of us will fill that blank in with, Jesus is my provider. I'm sure some of you will fill in that blank with, Jesus is my everything. I'm sure that there is so much, Jesus is my person. There is so much. And the series really has been amazing. Really, this is not just a, a plug, but guys, we need each other. We need each other. And God knew, the Lord knew I needed to speak to Yvette. So Yvette can tell me, don't worry, Pastor Lee. He's always on time. That means he's never late. That right there, he's never late. That changed, that was, that was the game changer. Cause I've heard, I hear that all the time. God is, God is on time. He's an on time God. But when she said he's never late, that changed everything, changed everything. And sure enough, sure enough, the Lord showed me immediately. And you know, we had in this series, we had Pastor Ruben who started us off with introducing us to Jesus. Come meet a man. Come meet a man. And that's how I feel right now. I literally feel that way. Come meet a man that has changed my life completely. I am not the same person. I am not the same. And I am happy that I am not the same person. Even when I thought I was being good. But Pastor Ruben shared, come meet a man. Come meet Jesus. He is everything you need. And then Pastor Rose shared, Jesus is God, and Jesus is closer than you think. And here we are today with Jesus is love. The Bible says God is love. And in 1 John 4.16, it says, We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love. And all who live in love live in God and God lives in, lives in them. 
little tongue twister. Which is my third point. Jesus is love itself. Jesus is love. Jesus is love. You know, sometimes we complicate things. The other day, Anthony, you posted something on Instagram, and I, I pulled it out, and I reposted. And I want to read it to you guys. It says, I have a feeling we're going to get to heaven, and God is going to say, man, you guys made church way more complicated than I intended. <laughs> Because we tend to complicate things. We tend to just be in our minds. We tend to overthink things. And the gospel is so simple. It is so simple and it's yet so profound. His gospel is simple. His message is simple. God loves you so much. So much. And I read the scripture and I'm like, my goodness, we have it all wrong. We have it all wrong. Our love comes with conditions. Our love comes with guards. Our, loves come, our love comes with measurements on, oh, let's see. Well, you didn't do enough for me today, so I'm going to love you less. Or, you know, I don't know. I just kind of like falling out of love for this person because you know, I just don't get those butterflies anymore. You know what I mean? So, no, that is a clear indication for me that it's time for me to go. Butterflies in your stomach? You think when I have a disagreement with my husband, I get butterflies in my stomach? <laughs> no. No. And I just thank God that he has just really depicted that picture of what true love is what forgiveness is we don't have to go searching like we don't have to do a google search on what is love even me in writing this i started overthinking i'm like what is love what is love but lord i know i love but what and i'm like what that's just, you know, in your mind, like your mind can create scenarios and scenes and stories. You can be in your room and you can be in your room crying for someone because you dead them off. <laughs> Sorry, it's funny to me. And it's because we create these things in our minds. And it's so simple. We don't need to complicate things because his love, oh, his love is so good. His love is so good and we have it wrong guys we may have it wrong when we're loving others and we're keeping records of wrong when we have these wrongs in our back pockets like 1982 I remember what you did you can tell I'm old if I said 82 <laughs> my husband was just born on that year <laughs> sometimes we and the conditions that we put you know just reminds me of yeah I think we got it wrong I think we got it wrong because guys we are loved by God because
because he is love he is love he cannot be separated from this love Jesus is love he is relentless in his love he is love he is self-giving in his love he is love Jesus is love can we say that Jesus is love he is relentless he is relentless his love doesn't stop his he just keeps on going he keeps on he keeps on no matter how many times we've been on that floor he keeps on and he keeps on and he keeps on he's relentless with his love because he is love this is not a because kind of love it's a he is kind of love it's a God doesn't love you because because you're good and you're getting better it's not a love because because you've cleaned yourself up enough it's not because you've been coming to church it's not because you've earned his love no God is love he looks like love he smells like love he feels like love it is a he just is love Jesus is love itself so let that love define let the love of Jesus let that be how you define love so if you've ever measured love by any other standard any other standard I want to redefine love for you today redefine it by the person of Jesus because Jesus is love itself and I want you guys to stand with me right now I ask the Lord Lord allow your Holy Spirit just to speak through me I am an empty vessel use me utilize me and Lord as I am speaking as I am preaching begin to touch the hearts let's not wait for the end and I believe that I as I was up here speaking I believe that some of you were sensing the presence of God I believe that some of you began to just experience this love just a touch and I want to tell you guys here today that one touch, one touch of Jesus just changes everything, everything. And if you thought your heart was looking for love, what it's really looking for is Jesus. So I want to give you guys an opportunity right now to respond to this free gift that he has given you this love and grace that he has given you this love and grace that he has said here Marlon this is for you Sherry here this is for you this love and grace that he says here hear my child hear my child this is for you I love you I love you I love you here this is for you nothing that you can do that can separate us that 
is what he's saying to you right now. There is no shame, no amount of guilt that can turn me away from you. I love you. I love you. Love is a person. Love is not a feeling. Love is a person. So I want to invite you guys right now to just, if you want to accept his love right now, if you want to accept this grace, just raise your hand. that are here Lord you know the hearts you know every person God you know their desires Lord you know them from head to toe Lord you know every part of them right now my prayer for today Lord God is that you dance you dance with your babies right here that you fill their cup right now God that you begin to fill their cup reminded them here today that you love them Lord God that their cup is filled Lord with you Lord with your Holy Spirit with your presence Lord God fill this room Jesus have your way Lord God in Jesus name Amen once again we want to thank you for tuning in Subscribe now and stay connected to all of our latest messages. And if this message really blessed you, pass along the blessing by sharing it with a friend. We pray that you will be given the opportunity to apply this message, and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. God bless.